0: This conference will now be recorded. Okay. So, good morning. I'm joined this morning by Emily Peck. She represents one of the many new young scientists and engineers coming into the electronics manufacturing industry. She obtained her master's degree at Tufts University and completed the Duke Leadership Program at Duke University before joining MicroCare in December 2016 so all of three years ago. Uh, welcome, Emily, nice to speak to you.
1: Good morning, thanks for having me.
0: Great, so you're, you're a senior chemist now at, at Microcare and obviously at the forefront of all these really challenging cleaning uh, problems that are presented to you. Uh, now the industry has moved from a complete no clean approach uh, uh, in recent years, uh, and cleaning is becoming a lot more popular. But we still have a lot of no clean out there, and we have, of course, increased temperatures and these really hard baked on lead-free fluxes. Uh, so how do you approach that when when uh, customers come to you looking for cleaning solutions?
1: That's a great question. And, and there have been a lot of um, changes in the industry in terms of the um, lead-free fluxes and the no-clean fluxes, and, you know, despite the name, a lot of people are are still needing to clean those no-clean fluxes. So, MicroCare is working with um, a few of the main flux manufacturers, um, and we're doing cleaning studies in our laboratory in Connecticut. Um, we're called the Critical Cleaning Lab. Um, And we'll do studies on all of these new pastes and fluxes to determine uh, what our best cleaning options are so that we can share those results with our customers. And we do that not only for our benchtop cleaners, but also for our vapor degreaser cleaning options. Um, Right. And that study's been going on for um, almost two years, and it'll continue um, indefinitely. As long as there's new flux and paste products, we'll be cleaning them
0: right uh so so are, are you basically making up a set of a uh, test coupons uh, to to say that uh, the micro care family of cleaners work with this type of of a, uh, paste and and flux combination and and that's uh, right. yeah that that's how you're categorizing it okay yeah. so that's good because that does that give a customer then it gives you a starting point really isn't it uh, uh, towards uh, giving a more um uh, bespoke um, solution for the, uh, for, the, for the cleaning project.
1: Exactly. And we want to encourage customers and show them that we have looked at these products and we have the cleaning solution that they need, and then we can work with them further to help them validate that process.
0: Right, right. Now, you're very much at the end of uh, hand cleaning work where, where the operator is actually using uh, a cotton bud or, or some other type of, Uh, material to to clean the the board. So how much of of the business is is really involved in the chemistry and how much is involved in actually training the operator on on how to clean physically?
1: Another great question. Um, You know, in the lab, we're really focused on developing the correct cleaners. Um, and, And what, you know, if we have the cleaners, then our sales Is great at doing that training aspect, taking those products to the customer and training them on how they're going to get the best results out of our products.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So, the critical cleaning lab that you referred to earlier, I mean, that's divided up into different areas. You've got uh, the PCB and uh, PCBA section, Uh, you've got a few other sections. What what, uh, divisions do you have? built in for your critical cleaning lab?
1: So our critical cleaning lab focuses on all of our platforms, um, but the main ones we focus on are the electronics industry and precision cleaning.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, fine. So are you having any involvement? Uh, there's obviously a few changes coming uh, into the industry with uh, cleaning technology and also cleaning Testing standards. Um, are you involved with IPC or, or any of these uh, people on process validation or, or developing new standards and these types of things?
1: We are involved with IPC, and we do stay up to date on the latest standards. Um, you know, we like to stay, stay aware of any changes um, that are coming down through IPC, so that um, you know we can stay knowledgeable when our customers come to us to us with questions. Um, and it, it just really helps our customers know that um, their supplier is is aware of the cleaning standard requirements. And, again, that helps us to um, help our customers validate their cleaning process. Right.
0: Okay. Now, of course, MicroCare is, is a global company, uh, and you recently uh, set up a, a new uh, distribution and a lab, I believe, in the U.K., uh, which is yes. kind of curious obviously with this brexit thing going on uh, so we'll come to that in a moment but my first question is really about the uh, environmental standards that come out of, of um, Europe uh, do you how uh, How hard do you find or how easy do you find it is to deal with these?
1: Uh, well, you know, we we try to stay on top of them. There's a lot of regulation changes and environmental changes coming out and Microcare is really focused on sustainability. Um, and so we stay up to date on any European regulations um, that are happening. And a lot of times that requires reformulating our products, moving to more su- more sustainable, lower global warming potential chemicals. And that's really important for us because that helps us in the U.S. and really globally as well, um, just, just staying sustainable. Um, looking at solutions that that really help maintain clean air, clean water, and sustainable energy at the end of the day.
0: Right. So, I mean, do, do the chemistry solutions you develop in the UK, for example, presumably they're, they're all REACH compliant. Uh, do you have any issues with REACH at all? I mean, by bringing any of your American chemistries over to Europe?
1: We haven't had any problems with that. We do have um, several of our... Um, aerosol electronic cleaner product offerings are now Reach compliant, and we do have some vapor degreasing options as well that that fall under that Reach compliant um, status. Um, right. So, so, no, we haven't had any issues so far.
0: Is any of this likely to change uh, after post Brexit?
1: Your guess is as good as mine. Um, you know, we're we're staying on top of everything that's happening. We're ready. Um, for any changes that happen and you know all we can do is is be prepared for when those changes come
0: okay great so um emily obviously you're you're one of a group of new young professionals in the under 40 range coming into the industry it's great to see Uh, i believe you're also involved quite heavily with the connecticut chapter of the smta uh what sort of programs and things are you involved in there
1: so for our lab, um, yeah, so we have five chemists here in the lab, and several of us are under the under-40 um, category. And really, microcare um, not only is focused on sustainability for um, our cleaning offerings, but also for the chemistry and the technology. And so, um, you know, we're focused on, on bringing in new, um, young, talented people who can continue to grow those sustainability efforts well into the future. Um, for the SMTA, I am part of the Connecticut chapter. I'm an officer um, in the local chapter here. And you know, the SMTA is, is really focused on education. And so that's what we try to do with the local is We host events um, for anyone in the New England area or anyone who's, around, uh, who's available. Um, and we're really focused on educating people in the PCB industry, emphasizing new technology and new systems sustainable uh, manufacturing and cleaning processes.
0: Great, great. Well, it's certainly refreshing to see. Um, the one final question, I, I wanted to sort of take a, a broader look at internationally. Uh, there's a, a lot of growth coming into uh, Southeast Asia at the moment. Um, what sort of activities is Microcare doing in that area?
1: We have a, a facility microcare facility in Singapore. So we do distribution um, out there and we have a small lab set up in that area too. Um, so it's an area that, that we're really focusing on growing our business in and we are seeing a lot of growth in that area um, as
0: well. Okay. So so which areas then do you have? So you've got a lab in Singapore, you've got one in the UK, obviously you're headquartered in the US. Where, where else do you have a, a, a footprint, uh, a lab?
1: Well, we have key distribution centers globally. Um, so wherever uh, there's a there's a demand, we will partner with a distributor um, center to meet the, our customer demands.
0: Okay, great. Well, I think it's uh, it's really interesting work that you're doing, and it's great to uh, to see you as part of a company that's uh, continuing to, to grow uh, at quite a rate of knots. Um, Emily, I want to thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Trevor. I appreciate it.
0: Okay. So at that point, I think we'll we'll um, pause the. Um,